Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving foes? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty, where the show's made up and nothing matters. <laughs> and I don't... I stole that line from Whose Line Is It Anyway. Did you? Yeah. I had no idea. I absolutely did, and I don't care. That's the thing. You're That's starting the, off awfully negative for a while. It's White Pill Wednesday. We're going to talk about a bunch of positive stuff. So I wanted to start it off by saying, I don't care. <laughs> Good. I don't care. You're this saying is, that what you, what you don't care about is when you see something negative, you just let it roll right off. No, I just know as soon care. as liberty is implemented, it's the day it starts dying. It's like when America was born. I, this leading is, up to the most liberty-loving nation God could ever imagine. Making me feel sad on the Wednesday. And right after we run, won the war, the tyranny started. It's deep-seated roots yeah. in the hearts of men and mostly women. <laughs> okay, well, it's White Pill Wednesday here at Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week. Today is when your, we want to. Today is your weekly dose of good things, sometimes as other as people do, we miss a dose. Okay. But this week we did remember to talk about some good things. And we have like a, a jam packed show full of good things. Yesterday you couldn't find anything. I know. I found like four more things this morning. We had a submission from the uh, live group come in this morning. The Fed Haters Club join gmail.com. There's a baby on the Fed Haters Club feed right now. There's Someone a baby on the feed. Posted a picture of a baby. That's a good thing. Currently? Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's a baby. That's good. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, we had that personal story that was a, a nice white pill for me. Of course, the story was posted like three weeks ago on the Discord. But that was a cool story. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to tell it on the air, uh, but... It was great. And so if you want to read that personal story, then go to joingmail.com and pay, and pay as little as six bucks per month. You could give a snippet. Could I? revealing information. Uh, we'll do that. We'll do that sometime. Okay. We could do that. I need to, um, let's see. I'll need to get it pulled up and then maybe we can do that at the end of the show. Okay, let's get on to the first white pill. Well, let's the truth going. of the matter is we basically had someone tell us that, that Good Morning Liberty helped get them through a hard time. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know that that kept Nate going for another hour. It did. You know, he was like, I'm not going to give up on this show now yeah. for another for another whole hour. I was on that page to delete the page, you know, <laughs> and then I saw that message yeah. and it kept it extended it for at least another day. So oh, just, it gave you a whole day, a whole day's worth of inspiration of not yeah. of not quitting. So if everyone wants to uh, go post good things, that'd be that's great. a joke, by the way. The truth of the matter is it's things like that. You know, makes you, it makes you realize that you're doing something that you need to be doing. 
everyone has a calling, mm-hmm. I believe. I believe everybody has a calling. And at times when you feel like giving up, you shouldn't. Yeah. Because maybe you can inspire someone. You're making it sound like we feel like giving even, up. I feel like keep going. Well, now I feel like... I never feel like giving up. That's not true. I never give up, never surrender. Yeah. Well, that's because this is on record. I'm never going to quit quitting. Off the record, Nate talks about giving up all the time. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like on life in general, I'm not talking about the podcast. Oh, you're going to keep yeah, doing, I'm doing the this podcast. until the day I die, whenever <laughs> that is. Okay, let's talk about some stuff. We got a lot yeah. of stuff in here. The first article. I was article, just trying to say it was actually really good. It was. Yeah, and it's very inspiring. No matter how confusing our delivery was, it no. was actually a good thing. I went from <laughs> trying to be sarcastic, joking about it, to mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to be real heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And that it was truly, it was inspiring back to us that we're doing something at least worthwhile. Yeah. And so that's good. If if this show amounts to nothing else, I think that we yeah. did we did enough. Maybe you saved a little baby in the process. There you go. Perhaps. I don't know why the baby was saved, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever. Okay. Gun hobbyists and liberty win big in court. This article comes from Reason. It's got a couple good things as it pertains to the Second Amendment. The Fifth Circuit judges slap the ATF for making up illegal rules against homemade guns. So that's cool. The Biden administration's scheme to threaten the public with tightened gun control regulations by reinterpreting laws to mean what they never meant in the past is running into some speed bumps. Uh, Stumbling over one of those obstacles is an attempt by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. When did they add the explosives part? Has that always been there? It's been there for a while. I've just always said alcohol, tobacco, and firearms because ATF, but it's not ATFE. Explosives has been there for a while. Has it really? I don't know how long, but. This whole time, I thought that we had unregulated explosives in the U.S., and it turns out there's more tyranny than I thought. Okay, so the ATFE, to define unfinished firearm frames and receivers, functionally paperweights, as firearms for the purpose of regulating homemade ghost guns. The courts aren't buying the government's argument and on November 9th delivered another slap to the regulators and the White House. Also, it's kind of cool how they're saying laws, but really these are regulations mm-hmm. that the ATF mm-hmm. just gets to make up. Yeah. And the the administration of the president basically through a decree of kingdom, <laughs> a king decree mm-hmm. can send out to his minions of regulators to just write laws even though they're not actual laws. And then those get to be enforced as if the people's elected representatives wrote this law and passed it under threat of not winning re-election if the people didn't like the thing. But that's not what happens mm-hmm. when you're dealing with the bureaucracy. They're Do unelected. Now, I want to know how many more regulations we have than laws. Because I, I know it's more. It's, At this point, it has to be more. It's got to be a lot. There's about, you know, when I was making that t-shirt that has all the regulatory agencies on it under all the departments there's at least 400 names that i put on there of different agencies that exist and those are just the ones that i could find you know um i, I and we know there's unnamed agencies that would never confirm or deny you think a hundred the one a thousand the one regulations the laws somewhere around there we probably. mostly governed by regulations in the u.s yeah. not laws mm-hmm The agency rule, this is a quote from the judge, the agency rule at issue here flouts clear statutory text 
and exceeds the legislatively imposed limits on agency authority in the name of public policy. So all that's a bunch of uh, legal gobbledygook for this is bad. That's what he, that's what he said. Uh, that's in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in the ruling on Vanderstock versus Garland, because Congress has neither authorized the expansion of the firearm regulation nor permitted the criminalization of previously lawful conduct. The proposed rule constitutes unlawful agency action and direct contravention of the legislature's will. Now, since they violated and they broke the law, mm. you think ATF people will go to jail I for this? I bet they're getting punished. Hmm. I bet they're going to get sued at the walls. Everyone at the ATF is going to be losing their jobs. Biden administration is running for the hills right now. That's exactly what's happening, for sure. Now, if you, as a citizen, <laughs> break the law, whether or not you knew you were breaking the law, yeah. you, you, have to, you have to know. Mm -hmm. It's jail time for you, or at least a fine. But no, the government can break their own laws. We can only enforce the, the government's breaking of the laws by watering the... And the worst, Liberty tree. <laughs> the worst they get is a slap. Can we sell Liberty trees, like little trees, and we sell like a red food coloring dye that you have to mix the water with to water the tree? Sure. Would that be good? Yeah. I think that would sell like hotcakes. Let's do it. What? How do hotcakes sell? I don't know. I've always heard that that's a thing, though. Yeah. Never bought them myself, but whatever. Specifically, the court addressed port portions of the ATF's new frame and receiver rule, which interpreted existing law, particularly elements of the Gun Control Act of 1968. The rule would extend the ATF's reach and allow the government to restrict home construction of firearms in ways that the Biden White House wants as a part of a crusade against so-called ghost guns, but hasn't been able to get through Congress. In particular, the new ATF rule redefines firearms terms to incorporate modern devices that work differently than designs that were common when the law was written. The rule also treats unfinished parts that must be drilled, milled, and assembled by hobbyists to become working mechanisms, often called 80% receivers, as if they are completed firearms. And additionally, it additionally targets parts kits that can be combined with finished frames and receivers to make functioning guns. As this person wrote last year, the rules language is clear as mud and seeking to subject as much activity as possible to the regulation. So they, from what I understand, by the way, this, this particular, particular rule is not entirely dead in the water right now. Right now, it's up to the Supreme Court to decide whether or not they are going to hear this case. Uh, and if they, the government, of course, is appealing again. Yeah. So, and if they decide to hear the case, then we'll decide now. If they say, no, we're not going to hear it, then then I think it's dead in the water at that point. Yeah. The fifth, okay. yeah, the appeals, yeah, the so, fifth circuit. Yeah. Fifth circuit. Mm -hmm. It's our, it's, we're not I used to doing shows. The and, fifth, the fifth, fifth. Yeah. The fifth circuit decision stands. Now, here's one that was. Slap down in a separate but related ruling. Can we actually have these judges slap? I would love the government. That would be yeah. punishment enough. Yeah, that'd be good. And it's not. I it's don't like, think it's cruel and unusual. It's like, I think it's fine. Can they at please least, approach the bench? <laughs> and then they just <laughs> they slap. And he's like, "What did the five fingers <laughs> say to the face?" And don't then he slaps him. Yeah. Dare make another rule like that ever again? <laughs> In a separate but related ruling, another court slapped down the ATF's effort to redefine pistol braces as shoulder stocks, rendering firearms so equipped as short-barreled rifles under the National Firearms Act. Braces are intended to help disable shooters more, act, 
Disabled shooters more accurately handle weapons one-handed, but many designs very closely resemble shoulder stocks. That doesn't matter, noted the court. Quote from a judge. Uh, some form of protest can be expected when constitutional rights are allegedly infringed. Uh, that is from Judge Matt uh, from the United States District Court for the Northern District in acknowledging that many braces are used as stocks by people opposed to stringent firearms regulation. Uh, but the judge observed that the braces are in common use and so enjoy constitutional protection. He added that the proposed rule was not a logical outgrowth of existing law in keeping with a recent Fifth Circuit ruling and this must be set aside as unlawful. But think about what he just said there. Oh, this is so, this is where the, the cancer spreads. Mm. He said he added that the proposed rule was not a logical outgrowth of existing law. Mm -hmm. Meaning that, of course, these regulators have a purview. For a logical outgrowth. <laughs> for logical outgrowths of yeah. law. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the court can decide whether or not it's logical outgrowth. The fact that they have that power to begin with, that is how the cancer manifests itself and spreads out. It's the, the tyranny cancer. Tyranny cancer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, here's one. But that, the good news is these judges are slapping that tyranny cancer right back to where it came from. Now, we're still in the legal uh, portion of today's ep episode. Uh, right By the way, now, these so, are all good things. Yeah, Florida walks back order to shut down college pro-Palestinian groups. Now, hold on just a minute. Does that mean that this is in White Pill Wednesday, so that must mean Good Morning Liberty loves Hamas and <laughs> loves these free Palestine pro-Hamas protesters that are intimidating people all around the globe right now? No, it doesn't. But it also means that I don't want the state government or any government for that matter to decide what groups can and cannot exist on a college campus uh, for their protesting. Now, one thing, if they are breaking rules, for instance, a rule like they're, uh, if they're cornering people and not allowing them to move about the campus, or if they're committing acts of violence or vandalism or whatever. Now, some of these groups may in fact be doing that. When do these kids go to school, by the way? Like, I feel like you go to college these days to learn how to protest. Yeah. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. Like, what did you do at college? I protested stuff. Which yeah. protest? Like, here's my protesting resume <laughs> from college mm -hmm. right here. Graduated yeah. with a master's. These are protest centers. And stupid signs. I went to my stupid signs class. Yeah. So. I, I have an off topic thing real quick. Okay. I don't understand the free Palestine thing. No? Because as far as I knew, before Hamas paraglided over the, the gates of Israel. Palestine was free. <laughs> it's tricky. It's a like tricky Gaza situation. Gaza was... There's kind, of a, there's kind of a blockade and an embargo around them also. They're, that's why people call it an open-air prison uh, because their trade is allegedly blocked by Israel as well. Like they're kind of shut off. From all sides? I haven't looked that into that this uh, all that much, but that's what I hear. That's why I've just kind of decided that um, this is for them to figure out, not me. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's kind of the thing. But if you also say free Palestine, that could also mean um, get rid of Israel, just get them out of there. So it's <laughs> you know, all the occupiers. Mm. That's a that's another thing that people could mean. But you know what? Even if they even if they praise terrorist or the terrorist activities. 
I just they could hire Hitler. I just don't. I think it's up to the individual college. Uh, first off, especially if it's a private college, to decide what activities can take place on their campus. This was a public college thing because it was from a state order and they could only do that. They were only doing that to public colleges. And uh, they're saying that that still violates their civil liberties. And so they're backing off on doing this right now. The, uh, uh, the colleges are because they're worried about litigation from people and they fire the, the new ACLU that's actually doing a good job said, yeah, they got... They got ground to stand on. This is a violation of First Amendment and they Clear probably violation. went in court. So yeah. uh, the thing is, I think no matter how detestable your beliefs are, I think you should uh, be able to speak out about it. And I also think it's like we say uh, when there's like white supremacists holding a rally or something, you know, could the KKK have a rally on the college campus? College probably, I don't know if they would allow that specifically. Yeah. Uh, so they could be hypocritical uh, on that potentially. But hey, let these people get out there in the open so we know who they are. I mean, Don't they push allow, them on their ground. They allow Marxist you know? groups. Yeah. They allow the hammer and sickle. We talked about that. Yeah. I think if you want to start a Hitler group, you could. Uh, obviously, we don't endorse any of that. Morally well, that's the, wrong. That's what the MAGA people are doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Hitler group. Yeah. Because Trump is Hitler. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Thomas Massey got a... A ban on funding for gain-of-function research inserted into the uh, funding bill that passed yesterday uh, for the... It's only... The funding bill itself only gets us through the year and then everything has to get voted on. But once it's in the bill, it's much easier to keep in the bill. So here's a few... I'm going to try to play like two minutes of this, although something at the end that he starts saying is important as well. But anyway, this is his amendment and no one rose in opposition to the amendment Republican or Democrat. So that was cool. And here's him talking about that. The chair recognizes the gentleman from Kentucky. Kentucky. Madam Chair, I rise in support of my amendment, which essentially prohibits funds from being used or being made available to conduct or support gain-of-function research. Section 533 of the underlying bill says that none of the funds in the bill can be used for gain-of-function research in China or Cuba or North Korea or Russia. The problem is that it doesn't prohibit this dangerous type of research anywhere else in the world. Why should we be funding it in France or Great Britain? In fact, why should we be funding it here? I will argue later that we shouldn't, that the risks far outweigh the benefits and that we should have learned our lesson. And with that, I reserve the balance of my time. The gentleman reserves. Does any member claim time in opposition? Seeing none, hearing none, the gentleman is recognized. Madam Chair, at this point... Okay, so no one rose in opposition to this, uh, his amendment to ban funding for gain-of-research... Everywhere. Uh, gain-of-function research everywhere, not just in those places. Now, is it just for passed. this spending bill, though? Just for this spending bill. He, uh, he pointed out that once it's in a bill like this, it is much easier to be in the next official funding bill. Uh, so the... That, that's what he was saying on, on Twitter anyway. He goes on to say some good things, like it's just not worth the risk. The, the idea behind gain of function is that they're going to try to take these uh, naturally occurring things in animals that don't affect humans, and they're going to try to spin them up and, and figure out which one has the probability of mutating. And then they're going to... The original idea was that they were going to try and create a, a uh, vaccine 
for whichever one had the highest likelihood of mutating into something that could affect people. And that's when you look up gain-of-function research and why they do it, that's what they note, is that they try to get ahead of the curve on vaccine science. The probability that... None of these scientists have watched any movies. No, 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 not at all. Clearly. The probability that they're going to pick the one that eventually mutates into something is, is very low, first off. And second, with the new mRNA technology, it takes approximately a day to make a vaccine for whatever the particular virus is. So maybe back in the olden times when we needed to spend all this time figuring out how to make a vaccine for something, then gain of function was something you can make an argument for. But with, you know, not over here praising mRNA, mRNA and saying that it's, uh, you know, doesn't, M doesn't stand for microchips or anything like that. But um, you can make it really fast now and you might as well just wait for that thing to appear and not risk creating the thing that you have to make the vaccine for later on, which is what happened this time. We think. Probably. And I just want to point out that the that San Francisco just cleaned up their, the poo off their streets for the guy who runs the country that created the virus that killed millions of people around the world. And we're just all going to forget about that. Yeah. We're just not going to talk about that. That shut down their economy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> millions of people lost their jobs. Oh, okay. And, and we're not out of the woods yet, by the way. All right. A couple great things in culture. Miss Universe filing for bankruptcy days before the pageant. So... Why is that? Why is that a good thing? Is it because I hate women? No, it's because I hate it when men are acting like women and, and it entering into a competition, uh, oh, which is, is what, what this has become. Uh, by the way, uh, here's the story. The owner, go ahead, actually, Charlie, I read the last couple. The owner of Miss Universe, JKN Global Group, has confirmed that next week's pageant will go ahead despite the Thai firm filing for bankruptcy. The media distribution company, which bought the Miss Universe organization for $20 million in 2022. That was all. That's not very much. Announced on Thursday that it had submitted a petition for business rehabilitation that was accepted by Thailand's bankruptcy court. In a statement published on its website, JKN said providing a top-notch experience to Miss Universe fans will remain a top priority ahead of next Saturday's finale. The firm expressed confidence that its new financial arrangements will support all of the company's business operations, including Miss Universe. Run by Annie Jakapong, uh, Jakra Judapit, <laughs> Ju- Judatip, Jakra Judatip. AJJ, as I call him. Yeah. AJJ. Yeah. A transgender rights advocate and the star of Thai versions of reality shows such as Project Runway. JKN said last year that it planned to grow the Miss Universe organization by expanding in Asia and releasing branded merchandise with penises. Personally, I I like the idea that they just haven't been able to make enough money to pay their bills. Like that's that's what I like the market deciding things, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I like it when that happens. Um, Jackafong, who has been <laughs> outspoken about her experiences as a trans woman, so his experiences. <laughs> Took over Miss Universe, one of the world's most watched beauty pageants, as it reckoned with growing calls for greater diversity and inclusivity. I bet it was just so many calls for greater diversity and inclusivity. This year's pageant will feature two trans women for the first time sporting the new Target bikinis. (laughs) (laughs) With room, with the extra Mm, room. The tuck friendly. The tuck, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. 
Marina Machetti, a 23-year-old flight attendant who was crowned Miss Portugal last month, and Ricky Cole, who became the first transgender winner of Miss Netherlands in July. Trans women are women, full stop. The Miss Universe organization told CNN last month, following Miss Portugal's crowning, we are here to celebrate women, full stop. This has been true for more than a decade, and we're proud to have made this change very early on compared to other programs. <laughs> I hate it when people say things like full stop. Uh, anyway. No argument. <sighs> Can't say anything else. These No. Full stop. Men are women. <clears throat> stop. Like they're sending out like, a... Yeah, we're not doing Morse code here. Did he just say men or women? What? Full and stop. then there's a full stop Full stop, I can't reply. Oh my God. There's no debate on Okay, moving right along because we got to go. I didn't think we had Morse code for trans women. I just... That hadn't made it into the Morse code yet. Jezebel. Trans women are women. Stop. Jezebel, the sharp-edged feminist website, is shutting down after 16 years. There's mm. a good thing right there. Jezebel's like a left-wing feminist uh, just hellhole of a website. It honestly sucks at even looking like a sharp-edged feminist website. I went on there and looked at their headlines, and it was kind of boring, honestly. Yeah. Just your normal run-of-the-mill crazy ladies saying things. It's quite funny know. that it's named Jezebel, by <clears throat> yeah. the way, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. creative. Yeah. Sure. Well, uh, for those that are Christians, they understand that Jezebel <laughs> is the demonic feminine spirit. Well, this is exactly what they're going Which for. Which is exactly what... Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it didn't work out all that well for them. Yeah. Jezebel, the sharp edge feminist website, founded at the height of the blogosphere era, is shutting down after 16 years. Its parent company announced Thursday... Geo Media said 23 staffers would be laid off, including Jezebel's team, as part of a restructuring to cope with economic headwinds and a difficult digital advertising environment, which is where they can't get people to advertise on their shitty website. <laughs> In a memo uh, to the company, Geo Media CEO, they got a male CEO. Well, that's what happened. That's exactly that's what the happened. problem yeah. here. CEO Jim Spanfeller said he made the very, very difficult decision to suspend the publication of Jezebel after an uns unsuccessful search for a buyer for the website. Nobody wanted to buy it? No one would buy it, and he can't get it to make any money. Oh, you would think after paying all those women so much less than you'd be paying men that you would be able to sell the same ads uh, to people and make extra money on the mm, website. You should, you know? yeah. But I guess that's not what he was probably making... 800 times the average woman at that uh, company. So uh, Jezebel, anyway, it's a feminist website uh, and no one reads it. They did, I think they did pretty well during the Me Too movement era, you know, all that feminism stuff. They've taken part in ruining women <laughs> uh, for years to come. And it turns out no one is reading their crap anymore and no one wants to buy the website. Mm, That's too bad. That. That is, that is just too bad. I hate it when that happens. The writers, by the way, blame the CEO. Oh. The man didn't know what to do. He just didn't know yeah. how to... He was trying to mansplain the situation to everyone, mm. and it just didn't work. Yeah. So one more thing, and we got to go. This is cool for... Uh, this came from the I group. I so much stuff to say about that, but... Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, it's fine. No, go ahead. No, let's go. No, go ahead. 
I was just going to make jokes. That was oh, it. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's ruined now. <laughs> it's uh. fine, though. Uh. This one came from the... Uh, Probably because you're a male podcast host, just running through yeah, the show. pushing through. Yeah. Without yeah. even asking. No time for the diversity. If you care about this. Uh-uh. Denver's... Also, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that I, I think I've reached a place where I'm just no longer apologizing or empathetic at all towards <laughs> women's own destruction. <laughs> you know? We're celebrating it yeah. right now. Yeah, And there are good Do women it. out there. There are really good women out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And great women um, all over the place. On there both are, sides. They're fine on both sides. There are great women that listen to this show. And mm-hmm. there are great women who understand that uh, there's a place for men in society too. Mm-hmm. And so, but all the ones who who don't, I'm no longer apologizing to those. I'm done you with... You shouldn't. Take uh, the moral high ground. You're the one that's right. I know. Absolutely. So, and I will... If it keeps going, I'm going to keep advocating for men to just quit. Uh, all the stuff they do. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't need toilets to pee or poo in. You know? <laughs> so stop working on the sewer system. Yeah. Why do we need it? I would prefer it. Yeah, well, yeah. It's prefer not, a toilet. It's nicer. Over not a toilet. It's nicer. I, I can pee but, in a bottle or whatever if I need yeah. to. That's yeah. fine. It's pretty easy. I've done it a bunch of times. It's just like, it's to me, it's like the whole business concept, you know, like, it's like you have all these people or you have these people who built this huge business, right? And then people want to come in and be like, well, we, we don't need you anymore <clears throat> mm-hmm. or whatever. I feel like a lot of staunch feminists feel the same way. It's like, if you look at history, now women contributed to obviously, but men did a lot of the hard work over the years to build society to what it is now to provide yeah. the safety and comfort and ease. And now that we're here and now that we've made it now mm-hmm. that, capitalism has expanded to this point. It's like, well, we don't need you anymore. We can, mm. we can be independent. It's like, okay, go, go do it. Do it. Do it. That's fine. I happen to think men and women need each other. Women provide things that men don't and men provide things that women don't. If we work together, we're better off. Honestly. And that was the take on the Barbie movie, by the way, <laughs> if you, but I don't I'm know. Also, I, saw, I saw Ben Shapiro's review and he said it was terrible. It, it actually was. I mean, there were terrible parts, but yeah, the overall movie, the message was a world ran by all women or all men is bad and we need each other. Hmm. And I think that's true. Nice. And I'm, I'm, I'm sick of pandering to, well, the feminist movement and I, there's bad men too. Like I'm, I'm not just harping on bad ladies. Okay. There's bad men too. And men need to grow up and, and do their part as well. But I think we need to come together. I think Jordan Peterson's right when he's been fighting this culture war between men and women that we need to view it as us cooperating and not as some patriarchy or matriarchy. It's this whole like in class or in gender warfare or whatever has been happening. It's not good. It's not good for society at all. A problem is that we've accepted that disproportionate outcomes uh, means that there was some type of... uh, malevolence or something unfair that happened. Like if there's a more men doing something that make more money or whatever, or, you know, the, the differences, uh, that, that means it's something bad. We look at that in economics too. They'll just look at disproportionate outcomes and say, well, that's racism. 
And you look at it in the workplace and it's all or systemic, whatever else, by the way. And they'll say, well, it that's, has to be systemic. That's sexism. And so we have to change that. And instead, when you're talking about working together, you also have to accept that things are going to be a meritocracy. And sometimes men are better at things. Sometimes women are better at things, mm. you know, and you have to kind of accept that. And that's the way that we could actually work together without putting all these rules and regulations well, in and place think, where you mandate that we have women. I think you have to look women. Day. I think you have to change your attitude as well. Mm. Like, it's proven that people who are grateful, who have an attitude of gratitude, are more successful than those who are opposite of that. And what I think what happens in our culture, instead of looking for people to blame and victimize yourself, like be grateful for the things that you do have and, and the reasons why you have them, and then you can move forward. Like I'm grateful for all the wonderful women in my life mm -hmm. who have done unbelievable things. You know? Rather a than, lot of good sandwiches. Rather than blaming women for where I'm at in life. Cause I, there's a lot of blame to go oh. around too, man. If I wanted oh, to sit you could. in my blame chair, you could, if you wanted to, I could, <laughs> Nate knows the stories, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I choose to be grateful for what good women have done in my life and realize that we are better together. And then you can move forward. Well, you can say this as a straight white male, you have the privilege of, of course. thinking this way. See, okay. Last thing. From the live group from the Feth Haters Club, join gmail.com. Denver's effort to rename parks with potentially problematic names. So the parks already have potentially problematic names uh, has been put on hold. So some of the problematic names, by the way, so the city's effort to rename parks that have possibly problematic names has been halted. Uh, Heidi Rodriguez, a spokesperson with the Denver Agency for Human Rights and Community Partnerships, said the renaming Denver Parks Project Probably something they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on, just paying people to sit around talking about DEI, has been paused as the city reevaluates the process. Led by the HRCP, the project sought to identify city owned properties or monuments with names that had complex histories related to any racial groups or ideologies. The idea for the project came about after the 2020 murder of George Floyd by law enforcement and the social unrest and demand for justice, so the uh, BLM protests. Yeah, and they had to do something. <clears throat> yes. By the way, they had to. So somebody, and what, somebody came in with an idea that was like, we should rename the parks. Yeah. And so what they actually did was they created a committee to rename the parks to pander to pander to the people <laughs> to get the pro to, to to get their buildings not burned down. And they're like, no, we are creating a committee to rename the parks, and here we are. We're doing something. Twenty twenty three, and uh, it's put on hold right now. Uh, so in total, 20 parks were initially identified through required additional research and vetting. Six parks were ultimately chosen. Jefferson Park. Whew. That is potentially problematic. That is possibly, that is as possibly problematic as a possible problematic park name goes right there. Because that means Thomas Jefferson, that's, who's a slave owner. That's bad. Yeah. La Alma Lincoln Park. That's I don't banned. know. Lincoln Park. Spelled different. <laughs> That's a problem. Possible. Um, Jefferson Square Park in the Southmore Park neighborhood. S.R. DeBauer Park. I don't know who that is. In the University neighborhood. Pasquinelle's Landing in the Overland neighborhood. And Grant, like Ulysses S. Grant, like the guy who was fighting for the, for the North. During the Civil War? Probably had slaves too, though. <laughs> it 
in Grant Frontier Park in the, oh, Frontier Park. So that's where they're going out there pushing Native Americans mm -hmm. off their land. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the College View South Platte neighborhood, the, uh, they plan to host several community meetings for each park so that community members could weigh in on discussion. That democracy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Rodriguez previously, previously said that depending on how community members felt, the parks may not be renamed. They could be reframed. <laughs> let's, talk, let's call this Jefferson Park, but from a different point of view. Different Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> or left entirely alone, but one of the goals of the project was to educate residents. So far, one meeting was held for SR DeBauer Park. Rodriguez said initial feedback from the community indicated they desire to retain the current name. Therefore, no additional steps will be pursued regarding this park's name at this time. <laughs> uh, meetings for Jefferson Park and La Almer Lincoln Park were next on the list, but those have been canceled. Rodriguez said the agency depends to reevaluate resources that would allow for a fair and equitable community engagement process. So How much money did they spend? I don't know. <laughs> to have one meeting. And they're like, three oh, yeah, years no worth of research. Oh yeah, no one cares. <laughs> Basically is what they decided. They had one meeting, no one cared, and they canceled the project. Oh, God. Well, it says they're going to reevaluate resources that would allow for a fair and equitable community engagement process, which means they're going to try and find more minority neighborhoods and try to get them out to the community meetings. That's what they mean mm -hmm. by saying that. Yeah. Because only, from what I can tell, only the white settlers showed up. And said that they, <clears throat> they are fine with the name. Yeah. Okay, one more cool thing right quick. Technology. Whew. I love me some technology. Mm -hmm. Spotify is going, this won't, won't happen for us for quite a long time, I'm sure. But Spotify is going to clone podcasters' voices and translate them to other languages. So you, let me just show you this clip of Lex Friedman. This is cool because... You know, it can be tough to listen to a translated version of a podcast that's not the original person talking. Sometimes you want to hear my lisp or whatever, you yeah. know, you want to hear that kind of thing. But the personality just, of the show. Yeah. yeah. You, you just got a guy uh, yelling in whatever your native language is. And so it could be really good for podcasters and really good for people to hear things that they're not having access to, you know, so that's pretty cool. And uh, let's, I wanted to show you this clip of Lex Friedman. This is the cloned AI version of the Lex Friedman podcast. Yuval Noah Harari. Hace 13,800 millones de años es, es el origen de nuestro universo. Hace 13,800 millones de años es el origen de la vida aquí. No sobrevivan por mucho tiempo. Entonces, ¿crees que hay una tensión entre la felicidad y la inteligencia? Anyway. Obviously, the lips don't match the no, no. words. It's like an overdub yeah. thing. But it's like you're watching can, the Asian movies. can get over that. I was telling Lacey the other day, I used to watch, I used to be obsessed with Godzilla when I was little, and I used to have the old, like, black and white, like, Japanese that overdub explains a lot. music yeah. movies. Mm -hmm. That explains a lot. Does it? It does. I don't know if it explains anything. It explains so much. Yeah? Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was me liking Godzilla when I was little. Explain things. Explains a lot. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's get out of here. Well, oh, keep going on Godzilla. No, I'm done. For the people. So they understand more of who you are. I don't... It doesn't actually explain anything. This goes back to your Asian roots, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> I felt it naturally when I was younger. I just didn't know why. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs>
All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, then share the show with a friend or don't. If you hated it, share it with a friend or don't. You're free to choose. Free to choose. That's a good place to check out good mm-hmm. information, by the way, the Free to Choose Network. Mm-hmm. Got some good friends over there. Yeah. Oh, um, crap. I forgot to respond to Rob. Yeah. Calling Nate out on the podcast. Rob, I hope you're listening to this. Nate forgot to respond to you, and he's going to do that as soon as we get done he today. He invited me to New York this week. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I'd get back to him. Yeah. I don't think you're going. It is Wednesday right now. Yeah. Crap. See, Rob, you should have invited me. I yeah. probably would have gone. So he asked if either one of us wanted to go. It didn't text me, though. <laughs> I got left off the list. Anyway, go check out their work because it's really good stuff. Yeah. Free to choose network.org, right? No, nah, I think what? it's like that .net or something. Maybe we shouldn't give the website wrongly. Anyway. Right now. Just search free to choose. Yeah. It's Milton Friedman's work. <laughs> also, and, go to goodmorningliberty.us. Or don't. And uh, go to joingml.com. Or not. And you can go to godhatesfeds.com. Or don't. And you can go to BernieLies.com. Go to that one. Yeah, you should go to that one. Okay, gotta go. Just go to that one. And if you do all those things or not, either way, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a a good day. Today's White Pill Wednesday. A blessed day. God, I just hope it's There's a lot of white pills. We freaking crushed those pills and snorted them today. I hope you listen to this episode. And you just feel, you just feel and are filled with the goodness. Kamala? Is it you? With the goodness of what we just got. What we feel. Of what we feel. (laughs) Because tomorrow's day is different than today's day of Mm -hmm. yesterday's year. As we look forward to 2024's Mm -hmm. rendition of 2023 Remade. Tomorrow. Yes. Exactly. Bye-bye now. (laughs) 